Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher here with uh, my buddy, Kurt Elder. Hi, Kurt. Lynn, hello, how are you? Doing well, enjoying the uh, beginnings of fall here. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, is, it is one of those times that, uh, it's not an official series yet, but I think we're on a series of some kinds. Uh, and, and that series being us talking to uh, neighborhood leaders and We've got another one on tonight. Uh, tonight we have on Carl Dietrich. Did I say your name right, by the way? Yes, that's correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, all right. And then get into the specifics of uh, how you got involved with the Metal Lane neighbor, if you could. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name's Rick. Um, I was here in Lincoln. I went to Southeast and got both my undergrad and grad's university uh, in. And... Um, we kind of moved the Meadow Lane neighborhood. Wife and I, about five years, we kind of loved the neighborhood and it was um, where my parents grew up as well. They owned their first house in the neighborhood. Um, and okay. so that was kind of uh, one of the areas that we were looking for when we were um, going to purchase a home. And we were happy that we were able to, to find a, a home. And I, a little bit about myself, currently work uh, for JEO, it is primarily engineering firm. However, I do of community planning. I got my master's degree in community and regional planning from UNL. And kind of right out of school, right when we bought our house, that's when I graduated with that degree. And so kind of as a young, energetic planner at the time, I said, you know, I should really get involved in the Neighborhood Association. If I, At the time, I didn't even know if they did have one. Um, and so I went on to we were having a uh, neighborhood board meeting, messaged uh, the current secretary and said, hey, would you have any issues with me joining? And uh, that's kind of how I, I got started on the board. Once I attended a meeting, they welcomed me with open arms and uh, they found out that I kind of had a background in planning and they said, you know what, you would make a, a great person to be president because you can kind of understand a lot of these planning terms that that they deal with on, on an annual basis. And so they were able to convince me to join on. And I've been uh, president of the Neighborhood Association for about a year and a half now. Carl, if you could just describe the neighborhood, the uh, no, yep. and then Kirk has some questions. Yeah, so our uh, boundary is approximately uh, O Street to Holdridge, and then 70th to 84th. Uh, there's a small section a little bit um, west of that that also kind of comes into the neighborhood, but those are the approximate locations of it. Very good. So, so one thing that's interesting is that, you know, so many other uh, neighbor groups call themselves neighborhood associations. However, you call yourself a resident association. Was there, is that, is that just, just, just a big nothing or is that just a intentional act of wording? Or is that something that came before your time? Um, that's actually something that came before my time. But I think um, really the the residents association, the neighborhood association, um, I think we're all kind of the a similar term that, that fits underneath it. I The biggest difference that I always like to tell people is that we're not a homeowners association. So there's no requirement to be part of our residents association. It's really just a volunteer group of individuals that are really trying to make the neighborhood a, a better place. Sure. 
So I know you gave us the broad description of where the neighborhood is, but you know, not a lot of people perhaps might know what the inside of that neighborhood looks like. It's about two-ish, two and a half square miles, and you have a number of mixes of business and homes. Can you just give us just a broad breakout of what that demographic might look like? You just re-talk from there. Yeah, uh, so we have approximately, I believe, about 2,000 homes, and then um, we have, I believe there are two uh, apartment complexes that also are incorporated um, in that uh, neighborhood area as well, and then um, all sorts of businesses. So kind of on the, the corners of our uh of our kind of boundary, we have the Metal Lane Shopping Center, and a lot of people know that um, as the original place for Honest Abe's. I know everybody loves that. Um, so that was their original location was in the Metal Lane Shopping Center. Uh, and then we also ha uh, have Kohl's as well as um, some car washes, Walgreens, uh, that sort of thing in the neighborhood as well. Sorry about that. I just had to do a quick sneeze. I'll edit that out. You know, when, when we think of just what that neighborhood is, as well as it's a, that neighborhood was developed around the 1950 boundaries of Lincoln. It was just right on the edge then. And and, and then oftentimes it's those edge neighborhoods, those edge, those edge communities are the places where affordable housing becomes more attainable as you know generations go on. Have you seen a fair amount of turnover in your neighborhood, or has it just kind of progressed outside of that affordable range for you know different classes of family? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, one of the, the the things I really like about the neighborhood is that it is um, has that affordable homes for young families. So we kind of have this broad range of. Uh, first-time home buyers, and then kind of your existing families that have been there for several years, and then also um, kind of an aging population as well. So we have a really high um, elderly population, some of whom have lived in the neighborhood there um, ever since it was created. So it's a really good diverse mix of different families in the neighborhood, which is fantastic because um, you don't, you kind of get to interact with um, the young kids, as well as some of the um, older people that, that have been there forever. Sure. I know that in the second half, we'll want to talk more about, you know, just the board makeup and how and how that came to be. And we'll talk about some of the goals and the you know, experiences that the board's had to develop its capacity. But because I live in that area, I know there's also a fair number of ash trees in the neighborhood. And with the onset of the uh, Emerald Ash Borough, because uh, it seems like it's what, going on six, seven years that we've been dealing with that. How has that impacted your neighborhood and what have you heard from the residents within your neighborhood about that? Yeah, so that has been a huge impact um, on our neighborhood. We've actually had uh, the Parks Department come and speak at some of our meetings and they've told us that uh, the Meadow Lane area has the highest percentage of mature ash trees in Lincoln. And so um, we have, a, or we had a lot of beautiful um, street ash trees. So the, the ones right in between the street and the sidewalk, um, kind of providing that great shade, that great, great canopy in the neighborhood. And kind of unfortunately, uh, a lot of those are, as you mentioned, kind of starting to be removed because they're, 
frankly just becoming dangerous um, with the emerald ash borer um, those mature trees start to drop limbs nobody wants that so the city's kind of coming in um, removing a lot of those and then they're trying to um, work with both the metal lane board um, as well as the residents within it to um, plant uh, and replace those trees because that's something that's really important as well as when those trees get taken down we want those trees planted in their place um, so that we can continue to have kind of that broad great uh, mix of street trees in the neighborhood um, and so that that's one thing that we've been trying to put the word out is all the great city programs that are available um, including some of the um, kind of coupons that you can get from the city to help pay for those new ash trees uh, the Parks Department has actually um, come in last year and has planted a whole bunch. Um, they kind of looked at some areas that weren't, those trees weren't getting replaced. And so they came in and actually paid for them themselves, uh, put them in, watered them and everything. So that's been great uh, to be able to work with the, the city uh, to help replace some of those trees as well. I was, I was thinking about neighbor associations just of different sizes. And if you have 2000 homes, uh, I'm sure there's a Parmark complexes in there too, but you know, that's, you know, rough justice could be eight, eight to 10,000 people. Um, when we look at the size of your membership, do you have a big association? Do you have a, a standard association? Can you tell me more about your capacity in, in, just in terms of your size? Yeah, um, I would say right now our association is probably on the smaller side. Um, we've seen kind of decreasing membership. I think a lot of that is due to the pandemic um, it's harder to reach people and so that's one of the things we're kind of making a big push here coming up uh, is to try and increase that membership again um, one of the things that uh, unfortunately as a as an association we had to stop doing was putting out a neighborhood newsletter uh, so for several years there was a newsletter that every single person would get one at their doorstep um, would kind of tell you about upcoming events in the neighborhood as as well as stuff in the city um, but we actually had to discontinue doing that um, due to financial reasons it just wasn't um, we weren't able to keep up with the, the costs of doing that and so um, we kind of went away from that and have started uh, to try to get uh, we just created a metal lane neighborhood website um, as a way to to continue to be in touch with people um, and hopefully increase that membership here in the next couple of years. Tell us a little bit more about how you're transitioning. Is it through email, Facebook, both? Uh, how are you doing that? That's, that's a question that's uh, pertinent to all kinds of different organizations, but uh, specifically neighborhood associations like the one that I'm involved with here in College View. That's been our uh, that's been our challenge. So how how are you uh, tackling that challenge? Yeah, I think it's um, every we're trying to do it any way possible. Uh, so one of the biggest things that we utilize is that Facebook group, so our neighborhood Facebook page, um, is to get the word out about that. There are, I believe, over two thousand residents in the Facebook page. Uh, but not all of them are members. And so we're trying to, to bridge that gap there uh, as well as um, utilizing kind of, I like to say, bringing our association up to the 21st century. Uh, so where before you could only pay for 
um, an association by sending a check in the mail. Um, so we started uh, a Square site so that people could actually pay their membership electronically. Um, and then we're collecting as many uh, email addresses with that as well. Uh, we created a Metal Lane uh, neighborhood board email address, which we didn't have before. So that way people could contact us using that. Um, so really just trying to make it as easy as possible for people to um, join the association. Uh, one thing we actually just got finished with our last meeting here was how do we get the new uh, people that just moved into the neighborhood? How do we let them know about the association? Uh, so we actually, I got the idea from uh, the new City of Lincoln Parks director when she came and spoke at our annual meeting, uh, she mentioned that they, in her neighborhood, they handed out a flyer, kind of like a welcome flyer, um, information about the neighborhood, as well as joining the neighborhood association. So we've uh, created one of those, and then we actually kind of have a subcommittee um, of people that will look at uh, different home purchases and have now um, every couple months or so we'll basically go and deliver those um those flyers to those people that have bought new homes and hopefully kind of get new membership that way as well so you're looking at the public record as to change of ownership is that what you're doing yep yep and then um just if we all the board that we live throughout the neighborhood. So if we see a, a for sale sign or a sold sign, then we'll make sure kind of mark that down as well. Or if um, we have some rental properties in the neighborhood as well. So if we ever see a for rent sign, then usually um, we'll put that on the list as well. Do you have a, uh, oh, well, you know what? It's time for a break, isn't it, Kurt? It is, yeah. Okay. Well. For our listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll continue this interesting conversation. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder here on Our Street. And we're having a conversation today with Carl Dietrich. And Carl is the current president of the Meadow Lane Neighborhood Association or Residence Association, I guess I should say. And uh, before the break, Carl, uh, you were telling us about how you communicate or how you're trying to reach out to people in the neighborhood. Do you have a website? Yes. Um, so we, that's actually, we created one new as of 2023. Um, so we had an individual that was on the board um, that kind of designed websites for a living. Um, so she was able to get that started for us. Unfortunately, um, she had to, to drop off the board um, due to kind of some other unforeseen things that came up. Um, so we were kind of as a group able to finish out that website uh, and hopefully kind of help replace that uh, newsletter that we used to send out. So um, we try and keep it as current as we can. We have a section on uh, events that are coming up. So hopefully um, people can check in and see what's coming up. And um, for people kind of like my parents who uh, used to live in the neighborhood and still want to know what's going on. It's a great way for them to uh, keep up with everything in, in the neighborhood as well. You know, what I think this is all kind of coming down to is, you know, just, just bringing an association. I'm not saying bringing it back to life, but just giving them more life. And part of the you know, efforts of these is to funnel people into connections. 
if you have an annual meeting coming up that's your connection point when is that and where is that and if people are in the neighborhood do they need to be members to come and meet you or do or can they just come uh so we have um we have an annual neighborhood picnic and um we host that uh, for an, anybody in the neighborhood. And it's a great way for uh, kind of everybody to meet each other. So you don't have to be a member to come to the picnic. Um, we essentially, the, the association will, um, we, we typically will buy uh, hot dogs, buns, condiments, all that sort of thing. This year, uh, we actually had an, an anonymous donor donate um, all of that to us, which is fantastic. Um, so we'll be grilling up hot dogs um and the rest of it we kind of have an open potluck so we we invite all the families to come bring a, a side dish or a dessert um and come hang out uh talk with your neighbors we'll have yard games it's kind of a, a really good get together and that's gonna occur on um sunday september 24th from 4 p.m to 6 p.m at herbert park so herbert park is kind of the um local neighborhood um, park that we have that that we have a whole bunch of events at throughout the year. So I know that earlier in the interview you had said that you know you had got a hold of board, contacted them, they liked your background, and they wanted to train you into leadership, to just to take that over. Kind of a two question piece. When you look at your membership, is that an older generation that are that is reflective of of when the homes were built? Uh, one and then two what kind of training did they give you to help you become more successful or was it just more of a here's the baton go forth young man um so i would say i'll to answer your first um part of that question i would say membership is probably um of the older generation however uh we do uh kind of spearhead a neighborhood um, garage sale once a year over um, kind of in the spring. And what we do is we used to just say, um, if you wanna be on the list, then you can pay the, the $5 to join it. And now we just say, to be put on the list, you have to be a member. Um, membership is, is very cheap. Um, it starts at just $5 for an individual, $8 for a family. Um, and so we've gotten a lot of the younger kind of generation um, through those garage sales as well to help kind of membership um, in that way. And then to kind of uh, answer your second question there, um, some of it was kind of thrown into the fire. However, um, at the time that I joined, it was a much older board. Um, so I would say I am 33 now and I would say the next youngest person was probably 20 years older than I was um, so with that they had a lot of knowledge and so they were always helpful um, helping me out kind of teaching me how those meetings should run um, we have board meetings kind of every other month and at first it was like, I, I don't know really what I'm gonna talk about, what we're gonna go over, but they really kind of helped um, give me an overview of, this is kind of how those meetings will typically run. And then from there, um, it was basically do 
what you're passionate about. Um, so try and find something in the neighborhood that you want to work at while you're president and go for it. And so our, our previous president, one of his big things was getting a drinking fountain added to the park, um, which we were able to do successfully. And um, one of my big things is like I mentioned before, is just bringing um, that technology into the, the neighborhood association, um, hopefully being able to capture that younger get generation while also um, being mindful that um, we wanna keep that, that kind of um, that older population, have them um, have ways to participate as well. Carl, what do you see as uh, current challenges to the uh, neighborhood. What do you what do you see as an issue that needs to be addressed? That is a good question. I think, uh, like all neighborhood or residence associations, um, getting membership is probably one of the biggest things uh, that we have a challenge with. And then I think the other biggest thing is. Um, since we are an all-volunteer board, is being able to have that time to commit to uh, the association as well. Because it is um, quite a bit of work um, if you want to make it run successfully. And so making sure that we're able to keep up with all the events in the neighborhood um, and then letting our association members know about them as well. Um, that's been one of my big things is making sure people are just aware of what's going on. So I recently um, kind of as an example, I got a phone call from uh, the Lincoln City Libraries and they were holding some community outreach events. So um, they contacted me because I was the president. And so then it's, it's kind of up to me and the rest of the board to let all of our members know about that because that is an important thing um, that's happening in the city. So making sure they're just getting all of that information that um, they would want. So just kind of uh, building off all of this, you were, you know, 20 something at the time, became president, but then the, looking at your website, you have other younger board members. Uh, you somehow got them engaged or they came in the same way you did. Um, so two parts again, how did they get engaged? And two, what are their passions that they're working on? What's their mo motivation to be there? Yeah, uh, so our, I'm gonna give a, a lot of kudos to our former treasurer and kind of helping um, create those relationships and getting uh, kind of a, some younger folks onto the board as well. Um, so what happened was he actually had met um, some of his neighbors through different events, uh, became friends with them and said, you know what, you would be great to have on the board. Um, and so that's a lot of how they were able to join. Um, another one was uh, because we actually have, and it's kind of a rarity in, in Lincoln, uh, we actually have two public swimming pools that aren't city owned within um, our neighborhood boundaries. So the Meadow Lane uh, pool, as well as the Eastboro pool are located in the, the neighborhood. And so um, we actually had some board members who were on the Meadow Lane pool uh, come to our meetings and kind of let us know about some updates about that pool. And then we were able to kind of get them on board to join uh, our board as well. So we can kind of have that collaboration between the two different boards there. Um, and I know one of our uh, treasurer 
she is um, new as of about four months ago. And so um, one thing I know that just like me, she's kind of working on is how can we keep track of um, all these payments and make sure that they're not just sitting in a box somewhere? Because well, for a lot of the time, that's how it's done. It was the treasurer would put it in a box and then nobody, we'd get our kind of update every two months on it and then it would stick there. And so her big thing, um, I think she's gonna work on is making that um, available to anybody who would like it. Um, so be, being able to put those kind of uh, treasurer reports online um, for everybody to see, uh, which is fantastic. Um, I, I usually like to say my leadership style is um, kind of delegate tasks to others and then kind of oversee it as a whole. So um, I usually tell people, here's the idea that we'd like to implement. How you go about that is gonna be up to you. Um, I'll support whichever way you wanna go about it, um, but I kind of leave it up to them to kind of implement it on their own. So it'll be exciting to see kind of um, how she takes those next steps in the next coming months. Carl, if people are interested, if they're whether they're living in your neighborhood or not, if they want to find out more about your organization, can you give us uh, some contact information, maybe the website or uh, maybe the Facebook information, and then uh, and then uh, so they can tap into the picnic or the garage sale, something like that. Any other events you have coming up? Yes. Um, so the website is probably the best place of information um, where you can kind of learn about the upcoming events and the website address is uh, meadowlaneneighborhood.com so it's just one word meadowlaneneighborhood.com and on there like i mentioned um, there's information about the residents association uh, some of the businesses within the neighborhood and then uh, news and events as well uh, for the Facebook page, um, that one is actually kind of a private membership. Um, so you actually have to be living in uh, the neighborhood to be a part of that one, just because for a while we let anybody in and it just kind of almost balloons yeah. out of control. Um, so I always I always point people um, to the, the website. And then we also have a board email address. Um, so if there's anything any questions you might have um, for the board, anything like that, uh, the email address is M-A-R-A, -A, so that's uh, Mara, so that's Metal Lane Area Residents Association, so M-A-R-A Lincoln, N-E at gmail.com. Very good. Well, Carl, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the information that you, uh, you have for Metal Lane and uh, another one of the great neighborhoods in Lincoln. So hopefully we can get you back another time to uh, do a follow-up. Awesome. I would love that. And, and thanks for having me. And I um, love kind of teaching people and, and letting everybody know about our great neighborhood. Very good. All right. Thanks to our listeners for spending another 30 minutes with uh, Kurt and myself. So for Kurt, this is Lynn saying thanks. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.